A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. A first-of-its-kind program, the Humane Handling Institute will provide comprehensive hands-on training for current meat industry workers in humane pre-slaughter handling, transport, stunning, and equipment maintenance. Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute director, shares more about what the institute is, why it's needed, and how to be involved. The Humane Handling Institute is a new program that has been funded by the state of Wisconsin through the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection that focuses on developing the skills that pre-slaughter handlers, transporters, and stunner operators need in meat plants. Can you elaborate more on the why? So why was this institute created? Is it because of consumer wants or meat processors not being able to meet regulations? Or what is happening in the industry that's making this so important? It's a combination of all those things that you just listed. So I can give you a bit of the story behind how we got to this point at UW-River Falls. Our story starts in 2014 when we started tracking the humane handling enforcement letters that are issued by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service to plants that violate the Humane Slaughter Act and the regulations under that specific law. So the Humane Slaughter Act is the main law that the meat industry has to follow to ensure that animals are rendered unconscious and insensible to pain before any cutting happens during the slaughter process and also that they're handled in a way that's humane and ethically acceptable on the front end before stunning happens. So when we started doing the assessment of these letters through our animal welfare lab, we noticed pretty quickly that the primary cause seemed to be associated with pre-slaughter stunning and that the majority of those letters that were posted, so every year there's usually around 100 letters that are posted, and about 80% of those have stunning-related issues, and virtually all of them are avoidable with appropriate training or appropriate equipment setup. So over the years now, since 2014, we've continued to track this, and we realized that the stunning issue was one that just was not going away. It was consistently there, and it was consistently hovering at around 80% of cause. And so we thought, what can we do to solve this problem? And what we came up with was to develop an industry training center where people can send their pre-slaughter handlers and stunner operators, and then we will coach them up in a place that's actually built for teaching and learning because a slaughter facility is not necessarily the best place for training because there's so much that's happening in that environment. Everything's moving so quickly. And then you've got the additional pressure of inspection personnel, regulatory personnel watching. And so that's just a setup for somebody to make a mistake. So our idea was we'll set up a training center at UW-River Falls. Our location is particularly helpful because we're located in a place that's relatively easy to get to for most of the state, even though we're on the far western end of the state. But on a national scale, we're located really close to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which gives us the ability to cover the national need for this type of training, too. 
Then the next piece to this is that we can do a lot of our training with animal models. So we can get dummies, for example, of cattle and pig and sheep heads, for example, and we can train people to apply stunners to those model heads instead of using live animals. We also have access to a lot of animal tissues and heads, for example, that we can use for training so that we can show stunner operators exactly where the brain is located and what their target is, essentially. And all this training will help then for those people that go back to these jobs to have the skills they need in order to do the job well, and that's going to help people, right? Because then they don't have to experience the anguish that goes along with a missed stun, and the animals don't have to suffer as a result of that either. So you mentioned you guys are going to be that house area in a sense of people can come to you and get that training. So do you have a bunch of different equipment of potentially different types of stunners that different processors will use? Or do these processors all need to have the similar setup in order to come train with you? Or how does that work? Yeah, that's another advantage of this program that we're building is that over the years, I've developed some really good relationships with companies that make stunning equipment. And so most of the models of stunning equipment that are out in industry today are models that I've personally worked with in the consulting work that I've done and that I have good relationships with the manufacturers. So we're going to have the ability then to pull in just about any model that's out there so that we can train people how to effectively service and repair their specific models. Another piece to this too is we're planning to set it up such that when we do equipment maintenance training that the people that are signed up for that training can actually bring their stunning equipment into our site and we can uh, work with their tools as part of their training. You mentioned it's very beneficial for those processors who are having their employees do that humane handling. Is it also available to potential students or people who might be wanting to get into the meat processing industry? The initial focus of this program is on working with Wisconsin-based processors, particularly in small and very small plants, to get their personnel trained. So when we wrote the grant, one of the specific goals we had was to secure enough funding so that we could offer a seat in two of the most important courses that we develop to one person from each of the approximately 120 slaughter establishments that exist in the state of Wisconsin. So that part was granted. And so that will be our first focus, is on serving the needs of those existing personnel. But the next step is to extend to the people that you mentioned. So like our college students, for example, people that may be interested in going into the field and want to gain some additional training so that they stand out. And then from there, also out to a more of a national scale. So also working with uh, employees that work at meat processing companies outside of just our state. So how can these meat processors enroll or get involved? What are those steps and potentially the cost for them to send their employees there? For Wisconsin processors, we'll have a sign-up that'll start later this spring. So right now, we're just in the final stages of hiring our program manager. Once we have that person hired, then we're going to go to work on laying out the details to the curriculum, getting our workshop scheduled, and laying more of the concrete details down with that. But if everybody kind of keeps an eye out that's interested, and that website is uwrf.edu forward slash cafes, that's C-A-F-E-S forward slash H-H-I. 
So that's the place where we'll have information regarding the sign-up for our workshops and any other news associated with the Developing Humane Handling Institute. So then once these employees and processors are taking these courses, what are they receiving? Is it just a certificate? Is there labeling that will help differentiate them from other places that they can put on their packaging? When we designed our curriculum, we realized that we needed to have a lot of flexibility because for some meat processors, they may only need their personnel to attend one of our five initial workshops. And since that's the case, we have an a la carte menu where they can pick whatever course that they feel they need and they can attend that course. However, if somebody wants to go through more substantial certification, we also have a certification program that involves an individual completing all five of the courses that we'll offer in addition to completing a project. And then after that's finished, they'll receive a certification and the company that they work for will be allowed to use a program label as well on their products. Is there talk about what that label will look like or how is that label going to be differentiated from other food labels that are out there? So essentially what we're coming up with is a logo and right now we're working with our university communications team to develop that. So I guess you could say it's top secret at this point or under development. I think an interesting thing to note is the value that this type of training will have for the sustainability of our meat industry in general. Because in order to keep any agricultural enterprise going, really any enterprise in general, you know that you've got to maintain consumer trust. And this is one of those ways that we can help industry to maintain consumer trust. Because if the majority of consumers feel that animals suffer during the final moments of their life, eventually they're not going to want to eat meat products anymore. And so this is a really important initiative because it will help to prevent the suffering that animals may experience if they're not appropriately handled and stunned. It helps to keep the industry in compliance with legal requirements. It helps to protect the well-being of meat industry workers because it's safer if they handle animals humanely, and it's also better for their mental health. And then the final piece to it, too, is that all of this stuff that helps to benefit the industry and the people and the animals that are involved also helps to ensure the longer-term sustainability of the meat industry as a whole. That was Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute Director. The program consists of a series of two-and-a-half-day-long workshops. Interested participants can find out more by going to uwrf.edu backslash cafes backslash HHI. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.